Good morning, Victor Outreach Inglewood, and welcome to our Sunday morning virtual worship service. I am glad you are here with us, and I'm excited to be here, although I am a bit saddened because right now is the time of the year where we begin to uh, gather the candy for our harvest festival, begin to plan and build and all that good stuff. And it's one of those traditions that we've been so used to over the years. And because of this pandemic, uh, we can't do it. And it saddens me because the rich fellowship that takes place uh, while we're you know, preparing for that great event, uh, we cannot have this year. However, we are making plans to gather together in a safe manner uh, for uh, worship services, live services, sooner than later. So keep us in prayer for that. We're looking forward uh, to that uh, event uh, coming up soon. Well, this morning I'm going to be reading to you from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 24 and 25. And I'll read that portion, but I'll explain the story to you, an exciting story. And I'm reading from the New International Version. This is what it says. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, this morning we ask for your anointing upon the words that are spoken, that we would hear your voice, and that we would be the people as a result of your presence, that you would form us into the people that you've called us to be. Give us confidence and faith this morning, we pray in Jesus' name. And God's people say, Amen. Amen. You know, there was a time in the Gospel of Matthew where Jesus began to explain what the kingdom of heaven is all about. The kingdom of heaven. He began to talk about uh, its dimensions, how big, uh, how close it is, how powerful it is. And he gave these various stories that describe what the kingdom of heaven is like. And this is one of those stories. What the kingdom of heaven is like, it is like these three men who were hired by a wealthy employer that the Bible describes as a master. He was going to go off on a, a long extended journey somewhere, and he gave some of his wealth to his three servants. And he gave them simple instructions. And, and the, the, the instructions were simple, put my money to work. I, I'm going to give you some of my wealth. Put it to work, invest it, uh, uh, you know, earn a profit on it. And, and if nothing else, just gain some interest on it. That was their instructions. And uh, now the owner was a man of excellent judgment uh, because the Bible tells us that he selected these guys, that uh, he looked them over. He was like a good coach. He, he looked at them and he was able to read people and see the potential in people. And so he saw these guys, whether they saw it or not, he saw that they had potential. He was able to identify that. So they weren't randomly chosen. The owner saw each man's capacity, 
each man's measure of talent, of, of ability, and he read that as he watched them. And the task that each man was given was consistent with the capacity he saw in each man. And so he was good at what he saw and what he was able to do. Verse 15 tells us that he gave each according to his own ability. He recognized, he identified their ability. And he gave them each a portion of his wealth according to their ability to handle that wealth. Right? But they also needed to take a risk. That's not something that, the, that this owner could give them. He could give them his wealth, and he can give them the instructions. This is what I want you to do with it. But they had to take a risk. There's no way to invest and to multiply that money unless you take a risk. You have to invest it, right? You have to take a chance, uh, and the chance is to possibly lose it. But you have to take that chance. You have to take a risk at some point. And investment is never guaranteed. Uh, so you need to have a little courage. And that's what we call faith, right? And remember, this story is, is, is you know, uh, uh, the result of the question, what is the kingdom of heaven like? And Jesus, Jesus is trying to show us what the kingdom of heaven is like. So the first man, he had given five bags of gold. And that man nailed it. He took those five bags of gold and he rose to the expectations of the owner, the master. He took a calculated risk. He invested them and it paid off for him. The master saw five bag capacity in this man and sure enough, he doubled the master's money. And the same is true with the man with two bags, right? He had a different amount because he had a different capacity. He had a different gifting, different talents going on in his life. And, and so with that capacity that he has, he worked at a different pace. He took a different approach. But just like the first guy, he took the same risk. And he stepped out in faith and doubled his master's money. But the third guy, afraid of losing that investment, he digs a hole and buries his master's money. And so time goes by, and eventually the master returns. He comes back from his trip. And on the day of reckoning, when he reconciles all the accounts, uh, the outstanding accounts of these three servants, the master gathers them all together, and the man with ten bags of gold brought them to the master. And the master was overjoyed when he saw what he had done with the five bags of gold. And he promoted that man and put him in charge of great wealth. The second man did the same thing. He brought the four bags. He had two. He doubled it and brought four bags of gold. And like the first guy, he was also promoted and put in charge of great wealth. There was no jealousy between these two guys. One guy just had greater capacity. And so with that capacity, he was given greater responsibility. And so there was no jealousy. There was no competition. Each man stayed in his own lane, and they all produced their own God-given work to produce. 
And the master said to them, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. But then there's the guy who was given one bag. And his one bag capacity doesn't mean that he's less of an achiever than the other two guys. He simply has a different capacity than the other two guys. And remember, the master was fully aware of, of the capacity of each of them. He watched them and he gave them according to their ability. Remember, he selected uh, these men. They were selected by the master because of their capacity. And so he gave him one bag in keeping with this man's capacity. He knew the full scope of this man's ability. The bag that he gave him was enough for him. One bag was within his limitations. That was exactly what he needed. The master was fair. He was very fair. He never gave him more than he could handle. But in this man's own thinking, his own thoughts and doubts and fears held him back. And he wasn't willing to step out and take a step of faith and trust that he was able to multiply his master's money. Rather than trusting in his own God-given capacity and step out in faith, he hid the master's money. He hid it, dug a hole, and buried it. You know, this story relates to us in so many ways today. God has given us, each of us, a responsibility. He's given you a responsibility, just as He's given me a responsibility. And God doesn't measure your capacity by somebody else's capacity. He gives you your own ability, your own measure of faith. He knows who you are. He knows what you're able to do. And he gives you your own responsibility. And that measure of responsibility is consistent with your capacity to fulfill it. He knows who you are. And any task that you've ever received from the master is calculated to fit your precise gifting and your ability. Some of us have five bag capacity huge capacity. Man, I wish I had that kind of capacity, able to function with greater responsibility. Like Pastor Sonny. I think of Pastor Sonny. Huge capacity for ministry. Huge capacity to serve God and his global uh, efforts around the world. And so he builds a global ministry. Right? He was faithful with the vision God gave him. And he built a global ministry. Even though there are people that said it can't be done, he proved that it can be done. When you have the capacity, right, and a little faith, right? Or, or my friend Daniel Hernandez, I had a friend that came, business owner, right? He had a capacity, huge capacity for business. Or Gilly, Brother Gilly, right? Gilly's Rooter Service. Hello, somebody, right? Capacity for business. Some people have that. Right? And they make use of their skill along with courage because you have to step out in faith to make that thing happen. Right? You take a risk to make it work. And then you become a blessing to those you serve as well as a blessing to those you employ. Right? But it takes a risk. Right? And then you have people that, 
have other kinds of abilities, the capacity for administration, uh, Yvette, uh, Brother Jacob. You have other kinds of gifting. Then you have people like, uh, you know, uh, special people that, that have this great ability to just stand up under the trial of, of, of hardship and, and having huge responsibilities for, for companies and, and other kinds of things. I think about Sister Diana, right? When, when you think about her, a mother of five, not just a mother of five, but a mother of five girls, right? That's a challenge all in its own. But over the past couple of years, the added challenge of her youngest daughter with her medical uh, issues, having surgeries, a series of surgeries, right? The challenge of a mother to have five girls and then have that kind of a challenge, people like that have to have a five-bag capacity where God has enlarged her capacity to believe God, to stand up under the, the strain of the burden that she carries day after day. Some people have a whole lot less and give up, a whole lot less, and they, and they can't do it. They, they leave their responsibilities. They give up on their responsibility. But this shows faith and stamina. Who can carry this weight? Who can carry that emotional challenge day after day, circumstances, and fight their way through it every day? Man, it takes five bad capacity to stand up like that under the weight of that kind of pressure and not give up. Every day, people like that add another jewel to their crown. Every day, they earn a, a, a better place in God's kingdom, man, because they're, they're carrying the weight, that capacity that God has given them, and you take a risk. And there's a huge reward. The, the payoff is, is beautiful. Having children is a risk. You think about that. You know, the capacity that we have to, to have a family, God gives us a capacity... And having children is a risk. What if you have children and there are medical issues? What if you're pregnant and, and man, the misfortune of losing a child? Or what if you raise a family and then at some point they go here and there and all over? The it's a risk that you take, but you walk in that risk through the capacity God has given you. Being married is a risk, right? Serving God is a risk. But any task that you have been given to do, whether it's parenthood or, or being married to a, a, a wife or a husband, the master made sure that you had the capacity to do what you've been given to do. So how are you holding up with the responsibilities that you have in this life? God gives the capacity. God even allows the circumstances we face in order for that opportunity to find expression in our lives, for us to exercise our faith there. God gives those opportunities. God gives the capacity. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 12, verse 3, that we all have been given a measure of faith. A measure of faith. God has given to you. And also in, in that same chapter in verse 6, Paul says that grace has been given to each of us to carry out the various tasks that he's given us, the gifting that we have. It is a portion of God's grace that he has given you. So know that the circumstances you face 
in this life are not beyond your ability to confront them, not beyond your ability to overcome them with confidence. God has given you that ability this morning. And the heavier the challenge, it only means the greater your capacity. This man with one bag was well within his ability to finish his work. He wasn't out of his league. He wasn't overwhelmed with more than he could handle. He had one bag capacity, and that is all that the master gave him was one bag. He simply fell short. He fell woefully short because he failed to take the risk associated with fulfilling his call. In verse 24, he says this to his master, I knew that you were a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. And he gave the talent back. He gave that gift back. He gave that calling back, right? The, the, the bag of gold. He gave it back. Now keep in mind, this story is not just about three men and their employer. This story is about you and about me and about God, the true master. It's a story about how each of us has been given a certain capacity in this life, that you don't choose the capacity God does, and you don't choose the circumstances in your life God does. And all he's asking you to do is to make the most of the capacity that he's given you, to take a risk, to step out in faith. That's all he's asking. So this morning, I just want to talk about three obstacles that I see that kept this man from fulfilling his task. Three things that might possibly get in our way. The first obstacle were his thoughts about the master. His thoughts about the master. He's a hard man. Remember he said that? You're a hard man. You harvest where you don't sow. And you reap where you don't plant. Right? And, and, that, and that's what he says. Those were his thoughts about the master. And, and this is exactly what most people say who make poor excuses why they never finish their God-given work. They make poor excuses because they look at God as a hard God. He's hard on me. He's given me more than I can do. Given me more responsibility than I can fulfill in a lifetime. And they think of God with the wrong thoughts. God, in their view, is hard, is cruel, is unreasonable, demanding more from them than they're able to fulfill. Why did you give me this situation? Why did you give me this life? Why did you give me these circumstances, this family, this marriage, right? A, a, a body with, with health issues. Why did you give me this? As if God didn't know what the challenges might be in your life. And we forget that he's the one who gave us the capacity that we have. And he matches our capacity with the task that he's given us in life. So in reality, there's nothing to it but to do it, right? You have the capacity. All we need to do is step out and let it happen. Know that God won't give you more than you can handle. The master knows what he's doing. And so know 
that there's always a solution. Number two, the second obstacle is the fear of what if. The fear of what if. That became a huge obstacle for this man, right? Not only does he question the master's motivation, he doubted his own ability to finish this task, right? What if I make a bad investment? What if I lose half the, the bag of gold, right? What if I lose the whole thing? What if I, I lose it? What if I invest it? I take a risk and I lose it. And so in his own thoughts about himself, he became a hindrance to himself. When the master has already approved you, the master has already chosen you. He knows your capacity. All you got to do is walk in the confidence that God made me what I am, who I am, and he is able to perfect me day after day if I trust him with my life, right? He carefully weighed out my capacity to serve. So why doubt yourself? God knows who you are. God knows what he made, and you can trust him. Trust what he sees in you. Trust what he's built in you. Turn that fear of what if into possibility of what if, and begin to hope and dream, what if I triple this one bag? What if I quadruple this one bag? Man, think of the possibilities of what if, not the fear of what if. Thirdly and lastly, and it's perhaps the most common response we hear, and that is, well, I'm just going to play it safe. I'll just play this one safe, right? Notice the final thing that the servant says to his master. He says, see, here is what belongs to you. Here is what belongs to you. And he just says, I'll just give back this calling. I'll just give back my responsibility. I'll just, just wipe my hands clean. I'll walk away. Uh, nothing lost. I, I, I won't embarrass the ministry. I won't embarrass myself. I'll just give it all back. I'll play it safe, right? In his mind, it's better to give up to walk away and, and everything, give everything back to God intact than for me to try and fail. It's better for me just to give it up. So I'll play it safe, right? I'll play it safe. And this is where we need to take that risk. This is where we need to step out in faith, right? See, the other two guys would have never doubled their investment had they not taken a risk had they not taken a chance. Pastor Sonny would have never built the ministry had he not taken a risk, right? Gilly wouldn't have Gilly's rooter service had he not taken a risk. You have to go for it. You have to step out in faith. You have to believe God has given you the capacity. Walk in that capacity. All you need to do is bring that faith. But this man played it safe. So the Bible goes on to say this in verse 26. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I do not, have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I return, I would receive it back with interest. Take that talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents for everyone who has will be given more. And, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness 
where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You know, when we think wrong about the master, we tend to think wrong about the master's plan for our lives. When we think wrong about God, we tend to think wrong about God's plan for our lives. We've got to think right about him. There have been many who have cheated themselves out of a blessing. There have been many who have cheated themselves out of heaven. They've cheated themselves because they failed to trust God and failed to take a risk. This morning, do you feel overwhelmed? When you look at your life, do you say, man, this is more than I can handle. This is overpowering, this, this responsibility. This is, I feel like I'm at my last straw. Listen, God has given you capacity. He has given you the capacity. Think right thoughts about who God is in this moment in your life. Think the right thoughts. He's for you and not against you. He knows your capacity and your circumstances. He brought the two together. He made you who you are, and he brought you into the circumstances because he knows that you have the capacity now all you need is his grace, his presence, and the presence of others to gather around you in prayer, to walk with you, to believe with you. But he knows where you are. He knows who you are. So think the right thoughts about God. Also turn that fear of what if into the possibility of what if, right? What is possible? If you're overwhelmed in a circumstances and you're thinking the, the fear of what if, turn that thing around. The possibility of what if, what if I, I step out in faith in this area or that area and God turns this thing around? What if I find the help I need to think in possibility, not in fear? And thirdly and lastly, take a risk. Take a risk. Step out in faith and watch God move in your life. Amen. Father God, I thank you. This morning, for your word, I thank you for the story. I thank you for our congregation, our people. I thank you for the examples that we have. Men and women of faith, men and women, my God, of stamina, who have fought the good fight. Those who are an example, who have kept their hands on the plow, who have pushed forward through the difficult times, who have not given up, who have not slacked off. I thank you for the faithfulness of your people. Now I pray, Father God, for that portion of grace upon their lives. Meet them in this moment right now. Meet them where they are. Strengthen them. Provide for them. In Jesus' name we pray. And God's people say, Amen. Amen. God bless you.